Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. And it's 12 o'clock in the greatest city in the world. It is Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. After a, a nice long weekend, relaxing day yesterday. How did you enjoy your day off yesterday, Bart, well, celebrating Martin Luther King Day? How did you enjoy your Martin Luther King Day off? I went to see a Nick game, just, you know, you know I, on the air a couple of times, did a couple of segments. But other than that, it was, like, really nice to sit back. You know, the only disappointment was the Nick loss. But really, yeah. when you're when you're off, like, it just is it really a bad day? Exactly. You know, for you me, for weekend, me, it was wonderful. For me, I had a dream. You know what I mean? I lived a dream, right? That, you that, lived that, a dream? Yes, that we were that we were judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. So I brought my black ass to work because <laughs> Martin Luther King had a dream that we was equal. And when you're trying to work, you work. All the black people: Stephen A., uh, Shannon Sharp, me and me and uh, T. Y. You meet me and uh, Ty. You know me and me and Jake. You know what I'm saying? All the black people showed up to work, man. I heard. I heard. It's called equality. I I heard about this from several people yesterday <laughs> as I was milling about the garden. <laughs> Paul was calling you out, man. I was like, what, what, what did I do? You made him work today. I'm like, I did not make him do anything. Yeah. And then someone, yeah, somebody did bring up the. Listen, the I was fact able. That it was ironic that on this day, the the white guy had the day off. I hosted. Really I, I, I hosted for two days. I hosted for a segment and a half. Is I don't know what it was. We started talking about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones started cutting them AT and T lines. Wait, it was Bart Solo yesterday. It was Bart Solo for like 13 seconds. How'd you do? Yeah, you know, Wait, you bad. said a segment and a half, and now you're like 13 seconds. Well, you know, I just want to, you know, I want, you know, oh. underestimate. You know, it was I think a little you can handle 13 seconds. It was a little, it was a little longer than that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was a good time, though. You good. know what I mean? It's good for you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's stress spread your wings. Show yeah, exactly. what you can do. I used to think that but, I could uh, not uh, go on. No, no, not R. Kelly. Okay. No. <laughs> no bueno. Oh, let me go, with Michael no Jackson. No, I'm black. No. I'm white. <laughs> Come on, man. Do it serious, man. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, I, I'm still kind of reeling in frustration from the Nick loss yesterday. That's but okay. I can't imagine how you feel after a, a weekend of wild card games. Detroit set up for us, baby. Set up for us for the NFC Championship. Yeah, Baker, Faker. Yeah, we got Baker, Faker. It's all good, baby. You, you have yourself a situation. Where the Detroit Lions, like this is where, you know when people say that team's never winning a championship, right? Like they talk about all the different teams that are, you feel like are just constantly, um, like there's no, ch- bait. no bait. chance, no chance, no chance. Oh, you'll never win. You'll never win. And then it all starts to fall in place for you. And that's the Detroit Lions this year. It's, it's there. I mean, the Niners certainly are a juggernaut, right? Yeah, but so was the Patriots. But but let's, you know what I mean. They, they much better. They got much better players now. They don't have as good a defense. But why not? Could this be the? It's year? like the little giants. You just have to be better one time. One time, right? That, that's like it's like the movie Miracle. Absolutely. You just got to be better tonight. that day. Tonight we are 
No, yeah. never mind. You know and all the saying. all the pressure, all the pressure. If it gets to that, and I know, listen, I understand we have a lot of things we have to do to get there, but you know, if it gets to that, the Lions can score with anybody, right? That's and that offensive line, that offensive line is strong enough to compete against anybody. Mm-hmm. Now the issue is that defense and those cornerbacks are god awful. I mean, I I haven't seen this. I understand Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford backed me up because I said in the NFC. Matthew Stafford yeah. was the best quarterback in the playoffs in the NFC. And what he was doing, did that not remind you of primetime Aaron Rodgers? Did that not remind you of Patrick Mahomes? And if one thing I told you, and I told you about a year ago, I said, listen, you know, when you look at Dak Prescott, he's not elite. He's a product of his environment. I said, Jalen Hurts is good. He's not great. And a lot of people should be kissing the ring of Cam Newton because Cam Newton knew what he was talking about, knew what he was looking at. I told you last year, I said how important it was for Jalen Hurts to win the Super Bowl this year mm-hmm. because it was the best team that he was ever going to be on. When you take a quarter of a billion dollars, the clock is ticking about who you're going to cut on that roster. And that roster is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And it also showed the value of – of coordinators. Coordinators matter. And a lot of times head coaches get a lot of credit for the work and the relationships that coordinators put in. And so we talk about day ball, right, to bring it forward to where we are today. And, yeah, I understand that Wink Martindale, you know, you guys didn't get along and, you know, the reports are coming out are a bit disturbing. Yes. But just like you can say, oh, well, don't pay Kirk Cousins. Who are you going to replace him with? Okay, you can fire Wink Martindale. Who are you going to replace them with? Right. We always it's not, say it's that. Right. It's not, it's, all the great coordinators are up for head coaching jobs. Now, if you want to bring back Leslie Frazier, if he's willing or, want, or able because you guys have a great work relationship, but the way that Leslie Frazier, just from his body language, how soft-spoken he is, mild-mannered he is, I don't know if he can handle somebody screaming at him saying, hey, you lost the game. Or I don't know if he can handle somebody yelling at him at the, on the sidelines. It takes a special coach to be able to live in that type of heat and that type of fire when you're, you know, listen, these are all speculation. None of these are confirmed, right? These mm-hmm. are speculation that, okay. you know, what was being said in the environment and the, and the culture that was being cultivated there. And that's only something that Dayball has to answer to. That's only something that Joe Shane understands and people within those, in those walls of that, um, you know, of that facility. You know, so I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, what that what that's all about. But if 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 anything showed you, it shows you that coordinators matter, right? Because you watch you watch Philadelphia get out game plan out executed. You watch Dan Quinn and you watch Mike McCarthy get out coached and out out um out planned. Matt Lafleur, by the way, right? Without Aaron Rodgers, how is he done? You know how we talk about coaches? Like I'm glad you brought the, that part up. You know, because again, it's the that aspect of it. We'll get back to the Eagle part of it in a minute. But think about how many head coaches, including Bill Belichick, once they lost their golden ticket quarterback, how they fell off. That didn't happen in Green Bay, did it? No. Like, Matt LaFleur is not suddenly lost. He, his offense doesn't work now that he doesn't have it's the actually, high IQ it's, it's Aaron Rodgers, be- four-time MVP. In my opinion, it's, it's actually better, right? Because – because, see, this is the thing. When LaFleur, and I said it before, when LaFleur inherited Aaron Rodgers, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. 
To get this, you get one of the most talented quarterbacks in all of football. Uh-huh. The curse is he knows just as much as you do, and he's just and he's more accomplished than you are. So it has to have a level of uh, cooperation between the coach. It's not it's not a traditional setup, right? Because now yeah. not only is it you guys or this dude may be the same age, so he's a peer. Mm-hmm. He's also more accomplished than you. Yeah. You're trying to tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's tough. Now with Jordan Love, he's wide open. So now you can hold him accountable. You can coach him hard. You're teaching. Right. You can get yeah, right. You're not and teaching so, Aaron Rodgers anything. Right. So now you see, you know, you see the shifts, motions, and all that stuff, all the things that Aaron Rodgers hates. And you see and you see you see like the ball going where it's supposed to go because you don't have a Devontae Adams. You heard Jordan Love say to that. Now listen, I I, I want I want to people to be cautious about you know, what they believe as well about Green Bay. They, they, they're they good. But this week, I think the shoe falls off. I oh, think yeah. they, I think they get the living brakes beat off of them <laughs> because you, you won't be able to get away with the things. You won't be able to run the ball physically. Mm-hmm. You might run the ball, but it's, it's going to be tough sledding. And you're going to be held accountable, and you're not just going to have guys running wide as open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, down we the don't, field. We don't get the, the Niners-Cowboys uh, – conference championship game that we were hoping for, right? Because that would have been an epic meetup between the Cowboys just can't get past them. What do we always I mean, say about but, the Cowboys? But, but. The Cowboys either hurt themselves, like they it's either them, they, they get beat by themselves or they get beat by the 49ers. That's yeah. been their issue. And, and once again... Same for Green, same for Green Bay, too. <laughs> Achilles Hill. For, well, that's for, a good point. For, for, yeah, for, how many times have San Francisco put Aaron Rodgers and his crew up? Yeah, sent them home. But then, uh, you know, again, the other bracket now is a bit of a surprise bracket, which is the Bucks and 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 the Lions, and the Lions get another home game. And by the way, they're what are they seven and two now at home this season, like Yo, including that, the playoffs. That, that place was electric. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's kind of cool. That, that but honestly, what the NFC East that you thought was going to be dominated by the Eagles and the Cowboys is suddenly now. A jumble of what the hell is coming? What what are we getting next from any of these teams? Commanders need a need a, a head coach. Yeah, the the Giants are going through their their changes now with the coaching and a lot of big decisions to make with Saquon and Daniel Jones. The Eagles could blow up everything. You have the Jason Kelsey just walked away. Yeah, don't, don't, tush don't push play, don't, R.I.P. Listen, it's over. Yeah, like he's the whole reason why that play works. He's gone now. Now what? Don't, so don't. you got to replace a guy like him who is so valuable and never misses time. Their defense, as you know, you've mentioned many times how their secondary is trash. That got exposed. They've got, and then there's also a lot of heat with Nick Sirianni. And if you're paying attention on social media to reactions, which I always do after losses, I always go and see what's the first thing the fans are going to complain about. I tell you what, you know what they're doing in Philly? They're coming after Jalen Hurts, which I was like, wow, that took remember, a year. No, remember, remember, I told you that. Remember, I told you that. I said, listen, he's on All the, the best cliches, team. All the cliches. He no, doesn't remember, say anything. Yes, remember, I said he was the he was on the best team. Like, it's in, in my opinion, it's not a big difference between him and Brock Purdy. Wow. Listen. People were I'm, calling him an MVP. They were saying that he was an MVP contender, what, what, if you remember. What, what, what I are guess they, they saying? were saying that about Brock Purdy, too. Exactly. See, this is what problem when you confuse good for, to, from great. Yes. Right, and that's the problem, and that's what I said, and well, that's what I was talking you, you about when I had the pro- great team and great player. You confusing them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Good player, great team. Yes. And Jalen Hurts has always been a certain type of player, right? 
everywhere he's went. And he, he inherited the deepest roster in all of football. Damn straight. Yep. Right. Just, just and look. A.J. Brown. And listen, Take him away. How does he look? Listen, just look how great. Listen, look how great Mark Sanchez. Like, people that saw Mark Sanchez his first two years. Like, yo, this dude is the truth. Yeah. Right? Pay yep. this man, right? Yep. But then as pieces start to get taken away mm-hmm. and, and you have to carry more to load, then we get to see who you truly are. Right. Right? It's like, listen, Ben Roethlisberger shocked us all. Right? Because Ben Roethlisberger came in, but he was on one of the best teams. He had everybody. He had all these weapons. Mm-hmm. And then the weapons left after, after, after Jerome Bennett left and Heinz Ward eventually left. But Ben still competed at a high level. So he showed us that he was him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. See, the first one, the first one, when you're cheap and young, you're carried by a great roster. And a lot of times, the, 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 the later you get drafted, the more we see about the roster. Now, here's another guy that's in that transition spot that we have to see if he's, there, if he's really truly him, if he's truly a superstar. And that's Lamar Jackson. See, Lamar Jackson's on trial. Is he good or is he great? Right, but we've seen him do it with less people, so we think that he's great because now he has more help. We've seen him do it with less help. See the difference between Brock Purdy, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, and even to a certain extent Dak Prescott. Because remember, when Tony Romo got hurt, that was a good team. So we've seen him do it with more, and now we're getting to see him get exposed a bit when they have to do it with less. With Lamar Jackson. We've seen him do it with less. But now we got to see if he can do it with more. But can he be a superstar? Because ain't nothing in the AFC left but three superstars. Josh Allen, superstar. Right. Patrick Mahomes, superstar. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, superstar. C.J. Stroud, superstar in training. On his way. And that's, again, when we look at all the picks and everything else, the Texans at home with that team and that and, and D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud, that, how we anybody could pick against the Texans in that scenario. And they, they showed out. I mean, absolutely showed out. And that's going to be a very interesting game. That's Saturday afternoon. So the matchups are great. That Now that they're set up, they're really – I'll tell you what, though, Bart, you just said it, and I'm with you. The NFC matchups, meh. Right? Divisionals, right? I'm not, I'm not excited about – like Green Bay, San Francisco – you know, peek in, watch. They'll, they'll make a run at it, Buc- baby. Bucks, Lions, all due respect, I'll, I'm into it because it's Detroit. It's been such a long time, and the building and all that stuff. But the but like, there's nothing about the Baker Mayfields that have me excited. There's nothing about that team that I'm like, like thinking yeah. they could be great. But those they're playing, they're AFC, playing with house. They're playing with house money. Oh, hell, now, yeah. No, right? hell yeah, hell yeah. But the AFC, think about it. That that Texans Ravens matchup, which is what you just said, C.J. Stroud. Lamar Jackson, it's sort of like the superstar and the superstar in waiting. Yep. And all it takes is one one little upset, and all of a sudden C.J. Stroud might uh, jump uh, really high up that yeah. ladder. And then, of course, the rematch, the Chiefs and the Bills, it's like a, a tradition unlike any other. Every single year in the playoffs, they got to find each other. It's like Peyton. It's like Peyton and, and Brady. Does, Allen, does, does Josh Allen finally – do they finally slay the dragon? Does he finally slay it? Because actually Josh Allen has more wins over – over uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he does, but, but Patrick playoffs. Mahomes wins in the playoffs where, now, where it matters most. How about the fact that this is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's playing a playoff game on the road that's not yeah. a Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? And we'll, and we'll see because because this week he's fighting somebody that can punch back. Mm-hmm. Last week, 
I mean, the, the Dolphins, it looks like a great matchup. With all the injuries, we knew yeah, that they it was nothing they could do. In that, in that type of weather, if, if the Dolphins would have played in the weather that Kansas City is going to play in this week, uh-huh. it, then maybe. 20 degrees, maybe. I mean, anytime it's so cold that you get hit and your helmet break, then <laughs> – have you ever seen that before? Never, ever. But we knew the plastic was whole. And listen, when he went, when they gave him the backup, I knew he wasn't going to be able to put it on because it was frozen. Like those pads inside in the jail gets frozen. So, like, you can't even – it takes the heat to be able to mold it around your face because it's like, it's like either foam or it's like the uh, memory – or it's like the memory gel inside. So I was laughing because I knew that hurt to even put on because it was too small. <laughs> I knew he was like, man, ah, I can't even say my cadence because it's too damn tight on my face. Right. Yo, know, but yo, know, it's gonna be interesting. But like, this is what I've been talking about, and this is what I'm telling people: buyer beware when you talk about. Like, I would be. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. I would argue that he's right on par with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. They're the same. See, but because these guys have been on better teams, better rosters, we always poke fun about how Kirk Cousins is solar powered. But if you look at what they're able to do with what they have, Kirk Cousins and, and, and Jalen Hurts, they're all the same. And so, like, everybody needs to be telling Cam, we we sorry, we apologize. You were right. And I said this about Jalen Hurts, and it was no disrespect to him. A lot of players are good. Like I said, like, Dame Litter is good. Mm-hmm. He ain't Kevin Durant. He can't carry a team like K, KD can. He's not LeBron. He's not Jokic. It's levels. It's good and it's great, and then it's something in between good and great. And sometimes we get caught up in the stuff that's in between good and great, and we either be, be, be because of our fandom or because um, team success, we move them up. It's like so, like you're in between good and great, and that's that gray area. It's it's only a couple of great quarterbacks, and it's some that's retiring down. Right, Aaron Rodgers, who knows what he is, right? You know, because he's getting towards the end. Like just like Tom Brady, he was getting towards the end. Mm-hmm. Paid Manny. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we take guys that are really, really good and we try and make them a superstar. Like, in my opinion, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. We keep wanting to put Michael Parsons up in there. We keep wanting to add him up in there. But, man, they did, did they not run at him? Did, did they have a plan for him? That spoke volumes. Like, did, 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 did he about just – Micah Parsons. Right, did he point. disrupt the game? And listen – Great point. Did not have him. Did not have the impact. that, Like you said, too, you are so right about that when it comes to levels. And we do. We take the next guy that's starting to flash – and we want to push him into yeah. that next echelon. And he hasn't earned it yet. And when do you earn it? What do you always say? When Make you get that name, attention. But when you make your name and then you make your fame. The fame you make in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. And he has name, not name, done it yet. He's been in playoffs twice, right? Yeah. Name me your Michael Parsons' greatest moments in the playoffs. Exactly. We, we, name, we, me, the, name me that signature play. Yeah, we, name we, me that LT interception, take it to the house. Show me that T-sizzle uh, uh, sack, fumble, fumble recovery. Like, you, you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Aaron Donald, like basically closing hey. down a Super Bowl. Close yes. it down. Yes. Give me the ring. That moment will last forever as the great. Like, that's what the greats do. They close. 
my point. Yeah. And so, like, we want to elevate. It happens on the defensive side of the ball as well. We elevate these guys, I mean, your team man. Just get, I know your quarterback. Like, this again, going back to the Cowboys thing. Your quarterback just threw another interception. Now, the first one didn't go for six, but it could have. But it's like those are the moments that you're like, this ain't happening. Yeah. And and like that, not just the defense as a whole, but you as a player just letting – like this is not happening. We are not giving it up here. The six I get, but the but, but when you – all right, it's a pick, but we can still do something here to at least hold them to three. Like that's the kind of moment that you need to have where a player rises up. Now, you can't overcome coaching. You can't overcome a lot of things that were going yo, on with that Cowboys team. But you ain't about to – yo, 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 yo. Listen, okay. You that dude. You that dude, right? Yeah. How many times have we saw Ray Lewis bring up his defense? Bring up How meaning many? like like raise the left. No, 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 no. Like get y'all ass over here. Oh, this you mean ain't, bring this them around. Ain't, yeah, this ain't check. happening. Yes, on the sideline. How, how many mm-hmm. times have we saw those great players do that? Remember when Von Miller went to um, Los Angeles and he won the title and he told Aaron Donald, you got to be more vocal? If it's your personality or not, as the best player, it's your responsibility. He told them that on their way to the Super Bowl. He told right. them that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, you know, so Michael Parsons, right? Every time they get their ass kicked or they been um they, they getting beat, what's the body language of Michael Parsons on the sideline? He's leaned back, slouched over, looking up like, man, yeah. I don't even know, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like it's yo, everybody they, else's fault. Yo, they getting this, dog. You last, know I, who, last I checked, a lot of those runs was with the tight end blocking you and, and Aaron Jones cutting back to you. Did you also see – did you see Pickens with the Steelers? Yeah. Now, after the game, he detonates on the, on the refs, right, complaining about the officiating. Yeah. But still, the game wasn't over yet. Right. right now, I know it. It was essentially over, but technically, you get it. You get you get a touchdown. You, you know, you could still kick. You know, the the, the onside, maybe get it back and get a touchdown. Right? Yeah. You were still crazier things have happened. The okay. Tennessee Music City Miracle. Things Go happen. back and watch him in the last six minutes of the game when Come they off the had ball. the Yo, he didn't. One time he, he jogged off the. He wouldn't run, and yep. they they got a, they got a too many men on the field penalty because mm-hmm. he didn't get his ass off the field or to the huddle. They didn't know what he was doing, so they sent another receiver out. He never gets off the field. Flag. What are you doing? That's a loser play because you're mad that whatever was going wrong in the game was going wrong. And I don't get how a player can think he's great, but yet the game's not over yet. And you're sitting there sobbing and sulking yep. instead of, you know what? I'm going nine route because these guys can't keep up with me. And just Mason, throw just throw it up and I'm getting it. No, he jogged his he jogged a route. He walked back. He had the worst body language. And here's just, a guy in Pickens who thinks he could be one of the best receivers in the game. And if I'm the Steelers, I'm having second thoughts of whether or not I got another Chase Claypool on my hands. And I don't know if I want to have him around if I'm trying yeah. to build a winning organization. Well, well they got to build that culture. And, and, and the future of Mike Tomlin is in jeopardy. You know, that's what, I, listen, think about this. Sirianni, him, right? right. McCarthy. The, like, you got to be kidding. Like, think these are playoff teams. Right, and what the, did Rex say? What did Rex good, tell us? He said if it goes bad, it could be some teams that lose their job. And remember, I said Philadelphia. Remember, he said, yeah. I said, say you going where your daddy went? He said, nah. nah. He said no about Philly, but but that Dallas thing, you know, you never know with Jerry, and, and we'll see where that listen, goes. Listen, man. I've been there, right? Well, I I came right after it happened. And listen, Art Modell, who was a pioneer yep. in the NFL, mm-hmm. he said he wanted to win a Super Bowl before he dies. 
and he was around Jerry Jones's age, and that's when he went all in. Yep. So I, I'm trying to figure out when Dallas is going to say, you know what, F them picks will be like Tampa Bay with $80 million of dead money just to get this victory because I, I, I have to see another title before I go. Remember, Art Modell brought in Shannon Sharp. Yep. Deion. Rod Woodson. Mm-hmm. No, not Dion. Rod Woodson. Oh, Dion was after the fact. Yeah, Rod Woodson. Uh, Dwayne Starks. He, he drafted Jamal Lewis. They went all in over there to, to win one in Baltimore, and he won it. And two years later, they had to tear it down. Now, when would Jerry Jones do that? Because he's, I find him, he's a pioneer just like Art Modell. I think when they write about the pioneers and people who built the NFL, Art Modell, uh, um, Paul Brown, uh, a lot of those guys, and, and I think Jerry Jones will be right there. He'll be representing the, the modern-day NFL for what he did from a business standpoint and marketing standpoint. And I feel like he feels like he needs to win one without Jerry's players, and he hasn't been able to do that. And I think at this point he's about to push the panic uh, button and he's about to go all in and push all his chips into the middle because he's got to pay a lot of people. And I don't know if you pay Micah right now because you got to push some of that back because you have to go and spend that Micah money on a, on a real linebacker and real real people. At, and, and, you know, to to I think in You're my opinion, back. yeah, in my opinion, I don't go Bill Belichick. If you're going to make a change, I'm not going Bill Belichick. I'm going Mike Vrabel because Mike Vrabel teams are tough mentally and physically, Good and point. they don't get pushed around. And he also doesn't get out Fox. He's a smart coach. Exactly. He's always on top of things. You know, that's a very, very interesting name to follow there. All right, 800 3776 Of course, just getting started here on a Tuesday with plenty to get to. Uh, we're going to have some fun today. I mean, Garrett Wilson usually joins us on Tuesdays. Want to have him do a little bit of NFL analysis this time around. So it'll be interesting to see his take on what he saw Wild Card Weekend. We have an anniversary to celebrate today, Bart Scott. Hmm. Yeah, it's your anniversary. We have, we have an anniversary today. You didn't, you didn't know you about your anniversary? Me. No. Oh, tomorrow right. will well, come. We're going to surprise you with Girl, a little anniversary I today. Can't wait. Uh, but also, like, because there's a lot of football to talk about today, and we'll keep an eye on the jobs of you know whether it's in Dallas and Philly and, and Pittsburgh, everywhere else. Uh, <laughs> we also have to talk about what happened yesterday with the Knicks. I mean, we got to get some NBA in, so we'll, we'll try yeah. to get that in here. As well. So we got calls, 800 3776 and we will get to them. And like I said, we'll just go buffet today because there's just so much to get to. But before we get to your calls and everything else, we have to get to Bart and BetMGM. Yeah, man, guess what? It's time to do that hockey, Alan. It's that time of the year. Hockey season is here, and it's time to take to the ice with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM has you covered with countless betting options for hockey, including same-day parlays, props, teasers, live bets, and much more with a new and improved app that makes betting faster and easier than ever and special offers for Rangers fans all season long. It's no wonder why BetMGM is the king of sports books. If you love hard-hitting hockey action, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the app and take the king of sports books with you wherever you go. Light up the lamp with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of Madison Square Garden and the New York Rangers. Go to BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager New York or New York and New Jersey only. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. In New Jersey, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 878-8-HOPE-AND-Y or text hope and y at 467 369 
Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk from 10 and 1 to out of the playoffs in the wild card round. An epic collapse this season by the Eagles as they were blown out by the Buccaneers last night. So, Nick Sirianni, are you concerned about your job? I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. I'm not worried about me. I'm not I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, as the head coach, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now, you know, through a, through a tough time. Obviously, we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish. So, again, my heart feels for these guys. You know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, back again. Yes, she's back, baby. Lion's back. Shady's back. Tell a friend. He's a real fan, too. I'll give him credit. Like, he's not like a celebrity. No, no, no. Because it's Detroit and all that. Like, he's really a fan. Good for him. Him and Big Sean always there. So, speaking of uh, Michigan news, so the story is that Harbaugh is apparently uh, going to have his first interview with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So they're going to dabble. And again, Greeny has made that told that story several times that years ago when he talked with with uh, Jim Harbaugh, he was talking about quarterbacks in the NFL, and he said that Harbaugh just gushed about um, Herbert because basically, basically yeah, has Colin, basically he has Colin Kaepernick that can throw the football from the pocket too. Remember, he was the first one in this whole new Josh Allen era. Colin Kaepernick was one of the first ones. Yep. Then Cam was kind of right behind him. Yeah. But that whole hardball RPO 
mm-hmm. type of game that was created by Harbaugh. And what that San Francisco 40 yeah. – yeah, that San Francisco – remember, he ran for three – the quarterback ran for 300 yards against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. The quarterback ran for 300 yards. Let that sink in. And now you're going to give him a quarterback that can run like that? Maybe not as well, yeah, but he's a much better passer. Kind of runner, but he definitely has – he's got a great arm. And a much better passer. Yeah, and their offense is fine. It's their defense they got to get right. And he'll well, go, the problem he'll get is them into a little more of a of a of a tough this defensive mentality. And he's yeah. got two guys that would and tough buy into that and a tough uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So we'll he'll probably do. Yeah, he'll probably drive break Corum too. Now remember, well, have, imagine that right, the runner. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that while this is going on, and we have seen this each year, Minnesota, he has met with. Uh, there was no, who was the other team that he met with a couple of years before that. Um, for the Vikings, there was another NFL team that he had talked. Oh, the, was it the, the Panthers? Denver, no, no, the Denver Broncos. Before okay. they hired Peyton, they they talked with him as well. It's always come back to him getting an extension from Michigan. And what did the uh, the Michigan AD say over the weekend when they had their championship yeah, parade? Yeah, he tried to I'm put working, it in his contract. Yeah, I'm working that he on went, a deal mm. to get him and keep him here. And and people were saying ten years and all that other stuff. Said so he couldn't. This, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, but in in that the stipulation was if he signed the contract, he couldn't interview for any coaching jobs for 2024. Yeah, because he wanted to kind of solidify that with the recruiting class. That's important. I just wonder what he's going to do. Is the kid? Is the guy? Is he going to gift it like Bob Stoops did, Lincoln Riley? Is he going to give it to his offensive coordinator that was crying for him afterwards? You know what I'm saying? And right. he can build his own staff. Mm-hmm. Because he has know. a lot of guys. Like, people don't they realize. they need to know that sooner rather than later. Because as we know, uh, while we're in January right now dealing with snow and, and, and icy rain here in New York, yeah, you know, spring football is, is merely a couple of months away. And they have to prepare for that. So, yeah. if you're going to take a job, you know, that's going to be in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's something he, to watch. Yeah, it'd be before the Super Bowl. I think, you know, usually these places want to oh, announce yeah. stuff right before the Super Bowl. But, yeah. you know, we, we give a lot of credit to um, – to Nick Saban, for all the coaches that kind of came to him and got rehabilitated and went somewhere. Like, it's been a lot of coordinators that have come to Michigan and went back and, and coached for his brother with Baltimore. It's been, a, you know, a lot, when I went there, it was a lot of guys that I had recognized from the Jets and from the Giants, I mean, from the Jets and the Ravens that were on their staff even when Rashawn Gary was in school. So he's done a good job in kind of making sure that he keeps, you know, high-level pro type of yeah. – players there and give them give them responsibilities and then send them back um but to the nfl get ready for the pro having a having pro coaches around helps you get ready for the pros and that's one thing that saban was always a big believer in other coaching news um includes you know of course unless you're under a rock bill belichick uh atlanta will will have an interview or has had an interview with the atlanta falcons so there's one already and we'll see if there's any more that follow after that one but if you're arthur blank i love that you roster. really want him I love that roster. You you make every case you can. I love that roster too. How I mean, about um, Mike Kafka from the Giants getting another interview? He had he had interviewed for a couple of head coaching. He's getting a head coaching job for what? Is he getting a head coaching job? Is that to Panthers? No, this will be Seattle. The Seahawks is. Uh, That's interesting. He's going to meet with. That's so. interesting. I, I need to know what the backstory is. Like, what's the connection? I think they just see him as a guy. Like again, offensive minded coach. Who can help unlock an offense? I, I, and that would be a different about it's, face it's cr- for Seattle when you think about they've been about defense for the past defense and running the football decade. You know, but but the crazy the crazy part is like Kafka's getting interviewed, but man, when you look at the other candidates, 
Like, wouldn't you put Vrabel ahead of, of Kafka? Well, with, why do, but that, you know how this works. Normally you interview a bunch of people that yeah. maybe you've never heard of just to get to know them, and then you go for the big – you know, you go – you know, they hit the home run guys. My, my, my former te- might be telling people yeah. I'm not ready to interview yet. You know? My former, like, my former, my former teammate is is been mentioned. Who's that? In a, in a lot, uh, Anthony Weaver. Okay, he was the defensive coordinator for the uh, for the Houston Texans, but he mm-hmm. Rex. He came in. He was D line coach. Now he's the D line coach with the Ravens, but he also was a defensive coordinator, assistant defensive coordinator before. Um, but when I was with the, it's funny. He was my teammate, and then he was he was on the coaching staff when I was still playing with the Jets. You know what I mean? And then it's funny because then I'm taking I'm <laughs> and when I'm with the Jets, I am taking instruction from my my former backup, Mike Mike Smith. Like what? Man, if you don't get your ass me. down, go get my donuts. <laughs> go get my donuts like you used to, punk. Bart, do it like this. I uh, uh, how about do it like me because I played over you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's probably an awkward place. But unless of course you know their preparation is what's helping you. You respect preparation, right? I mean, yeah, but you know, that's important. But yeah, this I is, can't do it like like you can do it. No, but I know he, like, he can how, talk, to, how to take your skill set and make. They it didn't. Better. They didn't. He didn't. Mike didn't say much to me. Nah, like because this is thing. This is thing. Well, you know, you know. But this is thing. He had left and went to because uh, he went to Texas Tech. So he went with uh, Mike Leach when he went to Washington. He was oh, a defense yeah. coordinator and all that stuff. Yep. But the funny thing was, I'm like, bro. I'm in the same system for the last 11 years, bro. Like, what else can you tell? You and left. I learned that as the system is involved. What the hell can you tell me about the system? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you was my backup. Like, man, if you don't get the hell out of here, Mike, matter of fact, go get me donuts so I kick your ass. You're going to say that again. 800-919-3776. Can we talk about the Knicks here for a couple of minutes? Like, we're not going to have much time to get into the Knicks later on in the show. Basketball um, is my favorite sport. Did you get to? I, I know you you did work the show, but did you catch any of the the Nick game yesterday? I I I got a glimpse of it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't see much of it. I didn't get I didn't I didn't get deep. I saw that I saw they lost, but I, yeah. I was you know I was channel surfing because you know also the 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 football game came on as well. Right. Yeah. No. I, I understood everything was simultaneous. So it's I understand the people that might have tuned in tuned out, but this was one definitely to tune out of. It wasn't a pretty game at all. And a couple of times, the Knicks playing the Magic. The Magic are a pain in the ass team. I mean, they're a big, strong fish. <laughs> it's it's because Balcaro, but they're so big and so athletic, just, man, just, and so yeah. full of life. Yeah, and, and but they just really play play hard, right? And 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 if you leave, and they haven't been playing well lately. But if you leave the door open for them, they'll they'll run right through. So the Knicks had a ten point lead early, and then you know pissed it away. They had a bench that just couldn't get it done again. Like more bench issues, which I think is the biggest topic to discuss, if you ask me, about this group. Is when, especially without Brunson, this is two games now in a row without Brunson, and the game in Memphis was ugly over the weekend. That was an ugly game that they just found a way to win because they just had more talent, but they did not play well. And then you have this game where it was, you know, they, they were not playing well, but neither were the Magic, so they were home and they had a lead. They were up by eight about midway through the fourth quarter, I'm going to say. And it looked like they had nothing left in the tank. And it was like there was too much time left. It was the first time I've ever seen them look tired. Every loose ball went the other way. Rebounds went the other way. And they couldn't make a shot to save their lives. It was like an 11-1 run in a blink. And suddenly a game that felt like, okay, they're going to hang on and win ugly again and get away with it to, wow, they're about to lose at home. And now that's two losses to Orlando. So, first thing that, that we learned about the Knicks in this loss that I don't think is really anything that's groundbreaking, but when Jalen Brunson doesn't play, it makes life miserable for Randall 
because now Randall has to do everything. Facilitate. And all the defenses can focus on him. And he's not now going into the paint because he can't because they're building walls against him. They don't have to double team Jalen Brunson. The big is not always having to shadow Brunson because Brunson is just so tough to stop and pick and roll, right? So with that out of the way, it's all just just do what we did in the past years before Brunson got here, which is send doubles at Randall and make him turn it over and make him take bad shots and make him settle for deep shots instead of dominating in the paint. That's exactly what happened. Half of his shots were three-pointers. He only took five free throws. Because it takes too much energy for him to continue to doing that. Against constant bodies, right. He's not going one-on-one anymore. So you can see now how much Randall desperately needs Brunson on the floor to help him get his offense unlocked, which pushes to me again the idea that that Brunson is the critical, most important piece of this whole thing. But then you take McBride, who comes off the bench – and and he's starting now. And like again, it's like, is he ever going to make up for quickly? And McBride had a great shooting night at, from three at four for ten. He had a career high twenty points, but he had one assist. Yeah. And and that's just you can't you know you he's you need somebody who understands playmaking, who understands good possessions, and has the ability to get his team into its offense. And while he's a really good scorer and he's a hardworking defender and he's a great kid, he's not there yet. So it's clear the Knicks have got to find themselves a playmaker to come off the bench and help them with ball handling and getting their offense set because they just don't – that doesn't exist on their roster right now outside of Brunson. Did you see your boy yesterday? I mean, you talk about getting some scoring as well um, off the bench. Uh, Your boy Burks went for 34 off the bench yesterday. I did see that. And uh, Alec Burks, who plays with the Pistons, right, and they beat the Wizards. And Burks had a great game, 34 points off the bench, hit a bunch of threes. And I'm telling everybody that if you want to put money down on a player the Knicks will get at the deadline, I would probably, even though it's, you know, I don't know anything, I'm just saying because everybody's talking about brand names, whether it's Malcolm Brogdon or whether it's like, you know, uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Jordan Clarkson, you're hearing those names. But, you know. Alec Burks seems like the safest, cheapest alternative that I feel like the Knicks will end up going that direction. Yeah, I mean, even even if you, in my opinion, even if you go out and you get DeAndre Murray, uh-huh. you still you still going to want to go get Burks as well. I mean, you you, you need well, some that's true depth. too. So I I think I think one doesn't have to, one doesn't have to do with the other necessarily, right? Yeah, right. I, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. If if one does work and then the other side, you want to still bolster your bench. Maybe they got to do two things. But I mean, I just feel like. Like, like that just feels inevitable because he's playing to, well yeah. and the Pistons don't really need him and they want some picks and that's, you know, you give him a second and a, and a you know, whoever. Yeah, know. you need another ball. You need another ball handler. You, you know do. I mean? Another facilitator. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and, Bird, and, and Burks Tibbs is more of a shooter. Yeah. Tibbs trusts him, right? Like, yeah, you know that. And no matter how much fans couldn't stand it a couple of years ago before Brunson, pre-Brunson, Alec Burks was playing a lot of point guard that year. Fans couldn't take it. It drove him crazy. But it's because Tibbs trusted him. He's a vet. He can handle the basketball, and he's he's fairly smart. He's not a starter, but he's a pretty good off-the-bench player who can occasionally have a big night, which is kind of what you need here. You know, a guy that doesn't demand the ball isn't going to be a pain in the ass if he's not scoring. He's not going to complain if he's playing – if he plays 12 minutes one night because Brunson's having a night and you're going to play him the whole second half. He, he's not going to hear a word out of him. He's a pro. That's why he fits. So watch. I'd watch that. I would definitely watch that. But 
it, that's what yesterday's game was for me. It was sort of a team that was running out of gas that clearly missed its star player in Brunson and then still really does need to find a backup reserve ball handler veteran, though, not a young guy. This has got to be somebody that's been through some wars that you can trust because it's clearly, you know, an area of need. All right, said what I had to say. 800-919-3776. Again, buffet, so any calls about uh, Knicks or the NFL, what you saw, wild card weekend and everything else. The fallout, though, in the NFC East, it's starting to happen in Dallas, in Philadelphia. If you're a Giants fan, you're probably sitting back just having some popcorn, just loving every minute of it, right? Like Jerry Seinfeld was at the game yesterday, and I was just thinking that while I was watching the Eagles and the Cowboys and all that stuff go down, and I was thinking, like, oh, that's a shame. You know, you know, that's the meme. All the Giants fans are definitely just sitting back watching. That's eh, a shame what's going on in Philly and Dallas. Maybe you could take advantage of it. We have your calls. We have an anniversary in the 1 o'clock hour to celebrate. I didn't know Bart didn't know about this, so we have a little surprise for him coming up, for him and for you as well. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Sebastian Maniscalco is coming to Madison Square Garden on Friday, September 20th. And Saturday, September 21st, ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contest, submit your entry. It's brought to you by Live Nation. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. So you know what we have, Bart? What's As that? we are celebrating this right now is the Superbox Bonanza. Bonanza. The Bonanza. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Piss is yes, on the winning streak, by the way. Never New mind. York Superbox Bonanza 5. And this year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes including a big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and much more. Which call do you want it to be today? Hold on, I'm trying to remember what Jalen Hurts' number is. Hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, because we went Dak. We went Dak Prescott, number one. Yes, call the number one right now, eight at eight. And I was told, by the way, so I'm going to stall. I was told by people who listen on the stream on the app that because of the little delay that there is, that it gives them a disadvantage. Ah, uh, because when true. you're the first caller, they can't call fast enough. So I'm stalling. right Okay, now. so let's go caller eleven. Eight 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 nine. Because that's really number ESPN. one. All right, and then eleven. 888-987-ESPN to buy everybody times, make it fake it fair. Select the box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. 
All right, Bart, let's get a couple of calls in here, shall we? Anthony is in Little Neck. What's up, Ant? How you doing, Alan and Bart? How are you? Did they say your name? Alan with, Anthony with the Little Neck? What? No, no. <laughs> the, I, I live in Little Neck, Queens. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's a little delay. Okay, Alan yeah, didn't enunciate. It's not Anthony with a Little Neck. Go ahead, Go my ahead. bad. I want to talk about the uh, the Knicks. Uh, I know, Alan, you mentioned uh, Burks, but I think he's not a fit for this team because he's not a ball handler. Yes, I, I agree with Bart. Well, he is. He is uh, what I do, I do think they they need DeJounte Murray because he's another top-level player that could bring the Knicks above that level and, and maybe have be a threat for the championship. Right, but at what cost, what though, Anthony, right? Like, that, that's the thing. is like, how much is it going to cost? Because Atlanta Atlanta's going to want not one first-round pick. They want multiple first-round picks for him. And they'll be t- – the Lakers are willing to give whatever. Like, they're desperate right now. And they really are in on him. There's other teams in on him, too, which include, by the way, the Brooklyn Nets. So – You've got to ask yourself, is that worth pretty much the bulk of my assets left? Is that what I want to do? Like, is that going to put me over the top? Or should I be patient and wait for the offseason when there'll be teams that are trying to get under the new tax threshold and are going to want to save money and might want to unload a big contract that could be a better fit or at least something that I could build with? So that's the reason why I'm saying – I I just I don't know if they're going to want to get into that kind of a bidding war for a player like that who's a good player and, and might be a good fit. But Brunson and DiVincenzo have actually played very well together in the backcourt, and I don't know if I want to like give my giving up assets for a move like that. Dave in the car, what's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. You, you know, I'm reading this report coming out of the Giants locker room. Um, and the one thing I can't stand about a coach and a player, actually, is when they have a lot of bravado, but they either don't have enough answers or they don't take on enough responsibility. And and especially if you're in a uh, position of leadership, you have to right the ship. You have to have a certain amount of composure. And so for all the Giant fans that were calling in about the demise of the Eagles and the Cowboys, now when you look at this report – Last week, before this report came out, it was like, but the players still respect Dayball. After reading this recent article about how he was dressing down his assistants and how he was deflecting a lot of the responsibility, I beg to differ. I think the Giants are furthermore divided now uh, than what they initially let on. And I think it's crisis time over there because, look, the Eagles and the Cowboys, a little tinker here and there, a really solid coach put in place. They're going to be right back. The Giants—they're not even half the type of half the capacity of those teams as far as ability and winning and culture, and they still have to rebuild and find a quarterback. What are your thoughts on that, Bar? What do you think? I mean, when you when you think about it, with with the you know um, credit card bill that's due for the Cowboys, I think you talk about a team that's got to say goodbye to Tyron Smith, a team that's going to. Um, lose some 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 veteran contributors when you consider um, you got to pay C.D. Lamb and I don't even know what type of contract Dak Prescott has earned because it, it like it reminds me of watching the Phoenix Suns man they dominate the regular season but then mm. when it gets time to count the the, the 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 time that I pay you for is the postseason yeah like and, and you choke 
You don't you don't just lose. You choke. So, you know, with that being said, and you look at, you know, now people don't talk about Fletcher Cox probably be going. I would listen, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Fletcher Cox uh takes over Al Wood's spot with the Jets. Um they clearly can't keep him. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter is going to have to graduate. Mm-hmm. So we know the big three, the leaders of that team, is going to be gone. So, you know, Philadelphia, I think it's going to be find themselves in the same place. I think it's going to be whoever has a good offseason and whoever makes the proper decisions, and we can have a different winner of this division next year. Which because is, yeah, I which think, is the way it goes, right. I, I, think, I, think, I think Philly can be far away. They're going to lose Kelsey. He's not replaceable. They're going to lose Brandon Graham. He's not replaceable as far as his leadership and what he's meant 14 years. And Fletcher Cox has been the staple in the middle for years. Jordan Davis hasn't dominated like we thought. When we saw the big man run from Georgia when he ran like a, a sub-540 at 340, he suffers with his with his body weight. And Jalen Carter started off dominated the NFL, but he didn't figure it out. And they got Matt Patricia who the hell is going to be the coordinators or who's going to be the that's coach, the, period? That's where it all starts. It starts with, will Sirianni be the coach, and then what do they do at the coordinator position, especially at defense, because they couldn't figure that out. But on the, the other Gi- side the, of the, it, the, that, that report about the, the Giants stuff, especially with Dable, and yeah. his in, he's just an unpredictable, fiery personality that they yeah, had a, it, people are having a hard time with. Let's leave it there, Bart. Yeah. Let's leave it there. we got plenty more, <laughs> plenty more time in this show. We have two hours to go. And coming up, we have, of course, an anniversary to celebrate. little surprise for Bart and you coming up next. Stay with us. Bart and Hot, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. They've gone their separate ways, but still plenty of talk about what went on between Brian Dable and Wink Martindale. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, the guys asked Amani Toomer. One of them had to go. The coach that can develop the quarterback, one of the toughest positions, is the guy that stays. You can find a lot of good defense coordinators around. You can't find a lot of guys that can make Tommy DeVito into a bona fide starter in this league. And I think that ultimately made the decision easy. When I look at Wick Martindale, I love some of the stuff that he's done. I love all that. But at the end of the day, if you're Brian Dabo, you got to be the man. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.